Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I really enjoy what I do, but that's because I don't have to do it. And it's not a chore for me. Like, I, I have fun, I love sex, I love people. And I believe it's my body, I can do what I want to do. There's my respect for all of myself, you know. And um, I don't see what the stigmatization has to do with everything, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Nasty Woman Club, the sex edition. I'm very excited to share with you all today my latest interview. I got to chat with this marvelous woman named Zoe and hear her story about working in the sex work industry. She's an escort and she has many stories to tell. Some raunchy, some heartwarming, and some bloody funny and disgusting. She spoke to me about the importance of boundaries in sex work and she also told me about how the COVID-19 is affecting her relationships and connections with her clients. And, of course, she had to tell me one of her disgusting stories, which is one of the world's worst threesome. Hope you all enjoy this chat as much as I enjoyed her presence, her voice, just her in general. This is Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you going over there? How is coronavirus treating you? Hi there, Demi. I'm based in Canada at the moment, and... It's very surreal at the moment. We're on lockdown still here, and we're going into summer, and it's uh, it's certainly something that was unprecedented, and life is very different for all of us at the moment. I'm sure it's for you guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you are an escort. So just want to clarify, what's the best term to refer to as escort, sex worker? I prefer the term sex worker myself, but escort is also a good term or service provider. Prostitute is not a good term. It's actually a derogatory term. Prostitute is um, actually the Latin version of the word putrid, which is the smell from the sewers and the drains. And yeah, I think sex worker and um, service provider, they're pretty good. And escort is, is very tame, very mm-hmm. safe. So how did you begin your work in the sex work industry? Did you have any previous opinions about sex workers? To be honest, I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) Um, But what happened was I had a partner at the time and we were looking for um, a third and we called um, a service provider and I saw what she offered and what she was doing. I asked her to, you know, introduce me to to, to see because I felt that I could do a much bloody better job than she did. (laughs) And that's kind of how I got into it. I am a single mom and I was uh, in quite a lot of financial need and I had been driving an Uber car and I thought that this would be a better a better way to earn some money on my own terms and what happened was I initially started with the seeking arrangement which is where we get older men who would basically you know ask you out for a meal in the evenings or you would accompany them to a bowl or something like that and then they would help out with your rent or they would help out with your tuition or something like that I'm 33 so I'm not like it wasn't really my scene I like kind of being more upfront and honest I didn't really like basically kiss someone else's ass for me I much prefer having fun and it wasn't my game 
Anyway, so I had the advice from this, this woman that night. I decided to give it a go, and um, I really enjoyed myself. I mean, there have been a few hiccups along the way and a few lessons I've learned, but uh, I've had an awful lot of fun, and it has helped me out tremendously in more ways than just finance. Because, yeah, I remember earlier on you have told me that this is a hobby of yours, not something that you do full-time. The thing is, I work full-time, and when I don't have my child... 50% of the time and when I'm not working. I tried the dating thing and that was awful. I um, tried this and to be honest, I love meeting people. I love making connection with people. I've got to meet so many fun people doing this, people I would never have normally met. And it's a lot of fun. I decide whether I want to do it or not because I can decide if I want to do one night and be working all night long or maybe I can do it every night for a little bit, you know. I decide when I want to do it and, you know, if I'm not in the mood or if I've, for example, like now I put my back out or, but I decide I'm very much in control and I meet awesome people and I've really enjoyed myself and the boundaries are very, very, very clear mm -hmm. and the clarity of these boundaries makes it so amazing for both parties and we have a secure, safe space here. Yes, because I saw on your profile that you sent me that you had all these certain terms that I assume are about certain boundaries that you have during the work that you provide. I saw, I think, some of them was PSE, GFE. What do some of those terms mean and why do you have to have them on your profile? Part of being an escort or a service provider is you have to, have to, have to be very clear with your boundaries, not just your physical, actual boundaries, but also privacy. I am very discreet. I don't show my face. Mm -hmm. I don't give out my real name. I don't give out my real number either. I have my private life and this is a, a different life. So it's important for, I think, for clients to understand this is a boundary. You get to text me and if I reply, that's good. If I don't reply, you're not entitled to me 24-7. I am a person, you know. This is my boundary. I have privacy and I have my own life. In your boundaries, you need to make sure that you have in your heart, you know, what will you accept and what won't you accept. If there's something that triggers you, if there's something that makes you unhappy, don't do it. You can say no. So just make sure that you know that you can say no. There are people out there that will ask you your real name, your real number, your real everything. Don't do it. There are people out there that will be wanting to be your savior. They'll want to do everything for you. And the next day they'll have cleared your bank account. Just be savvy. Mm -hmm. The other thing about boundaries, don't negotiate. You're worth your rate. You're worth your boundaries. If there's something that doesn't feel right in your gut, you can say no. And I'll tell you honestly, I've had three or four bad experiences in the whole time I've done this, which is nearly 18 months now. And those experiences were because I didn't trust my gut. And that is God's honest truth. So when I don't trust my gut, I walk away. But the other thing, um, what we were talking about with the acronyms, PSE is porn star experience. GFE is girlfriend experience. These are kind of acronyms because in Canada, you're not allowed to advertise sex. What we can do in Canada, I can provide sex but I cannot someone buy sex. So they're getting at the buyers. But for me, as a sex worker, it is not legal to do what I do. That's why I come up with all of the acronyms. So things like BBBBBJ, bareback, blowjob, which means a blowjob without a condom. The reason that I use all the acronyms is because I'm getting around that law. 
that says that I can't advertise for sex. Mm-hmm. So you've spoken to me earlier about how when people pay you for your service, you refer to it as donations. Why is it that you call it that? That's something that I like to say to them because my unique selling point is that I want them to feel safe and I want them to feel like they've made a connection with me. At the end, like, you know, when they're going, I'll say, well, this much money is going towards me and my daughter goes skiing this weekend or my dentist bill. This is not just about them just paying some money and getting a transaction. I'm not a transactional fuck for them. What I am is a companion for them. And the two of us come together and we have really awesome experience together. And then at the end of the session, they're helping me out with a vet bill where I was stuck for something like that. And I like them to know that because it makes it so much, so much more real than this shady stigmatization that we have of sex workers, you know, a, a dirty fumble around the corner. I wanted to be positive from beginning to end and I want them to know that their experience with me, our experience, was not just wonderfully fun for us, but it has a great outcome for me in the end as well. And I think that outlook, I think it's definitely affected your clients because when I looked at your page about your services and there was reviews on there, the reviews from your clients were just beautiful. There was no locker room talk. They were very complimentary of you about how you were and how lovely you were, but there was none of that stereotypical locker room talk kind of thing. So what are your clients like? What is your relationship like with them? My predominant type of client will be the client that's stuck in a marriage where the partner is is looking elsewhere because his marriage is so amazing, but there's just one piece of it that's missing and he's just looking for self-love. I'm helping out with that. What goes on in my client's life is, is never any of my business, but I like to know as much as they want to share with me because I want to empathize and I want to, I want to know that they're okay, you know, and I want to be able to understand where their pain is. My favorite ones are um, the hot, hot, hot guys that have got no time for a girlfriend. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me help you out with that. And um, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. My look, my actual look is very like, I don't know if um, you're familiar with the actress Christina Hendricks. Oh, I love her. Very curvy, red hair, red curly hair. Mm. My kind of look, like, and I, I love the kind of sort of 60s look, little dresses and black lingerie kind of thing. So that's kind of why I would get a, an older audience. So mm. I think it's more, uh, I like to see it as, I don't know, I like to keep things a bit classy, you know? So that's sort of my selling point, I guess. <laughs> but um, I've had these amazing clients, and one day my car got broken into outside my apartment, and I had to go and the window repaired so I had to cancel a few clients obviously and by the end of the evening I uh, had three bouquets of flowers on my table from different clients hoping that I was okay and it was such a lovely thing you know another time I remember I was talking to you about this Demi actually it was uh, a month or two ago one of my clients told me to go downstairs to my front door and he left breakfast on my front doorstep it was so lovely and then um, last month during Covid because COVID is really affecting sex workers. I had a client who paid most of my rent, which is exceptional. He's a very special client. And then it's it's not just 
meeting clients and meeting people it's getting to know new people I mean things like um, you know they tell you different things like oh I was at a restaurant the other day and it's fantastic and you have to order this or you know oh there's this amazing app that you can download for this or one of them introduced me to Fleabag I'd never heard of it so you get to meet these funny amazing intelligent wonderful 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 people that you would never have and, and they're not afraid of you either it's like they send me these lovely messages like the ones you were talking about where they're not afraid to say these gorgeous things to you and um it's because they worry about you taking it to heart they know that there's a boundary occasionally get people who overstep a little bit and i just block them or i advise them you know i will call the police if you continue I assume, as you said, some people get a little too invested and then some people might mistake your kindness. Maybe they might mistake it for like, oh, maybe maybe they think it's boyfriend, girlfriend kind of stuff. How, yeah, exactly. yeah. like how do, how do you recommend people that want to get the services from an escort, but make sure they don't overstep the boundaries of this is a service kind of thing? I don't currently offer girlfriend experience that much anymore because obviously I'm too bloody good at it um, <laughs> and I say to women if you ever want to do like porn star experience or girlfriend experience they're role plays so if you want to do any kind of role play you need to negotiate with the other party first there needs to be agreement be able to communicate well and clearly with one another I used to get in trouble with that because you know when you would pretend to be girlfriend and boyfriend it's a very relaxed and very oh, I love you babe kind of thing you know and wow they lap that up and you're in trouble you know by the text messages you get they're like oh do we have to come now unless you have someone else coming um you can say well we can go for another half hour but um i mean do you have cash oh babe you're like no 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 no, don't beg me or if you get text message after i love being with you let's hang some time hang does not pay the bills mm. you know little things like that you pick up on little things when people start sending you a lot of text messages, I usually block them because it's not, put it this way, um, at the moment with COVID, I have had to stop all connection with clients. I've moved everything online. And even then, I, I'm not doing very much at all online. But for one session online, for an hour online, it took me, I think, nearly over a week to cultivate this one client. And eventually, I managed to get them online for one hour I took a new week and it was just wow is this really worth it like you know for what I got out of it in the end like just so much work it's uh you work hard for what you do you know it's a pleasure doing what you do until it becomes a chore and when it becomes a chore or when something feels a bit funny then no I have some gross stories I can tell you some little there was there was this one guy I was in this threesome once and um there was these two guys and oh my god the threesome was like the worst ever. I should have known straight away. Okay, so the first guy. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling you this. So the first guy, he was a black guy. His name was Troy. So Troy, anyway, he first of all tries to start filming me, which I'm very um, excuse me, we don't film. Thank you. Put your phone away. It's really, really, really poor etiquette. Don't do that. Just, Just don't. Just started you filming without that. asking. <laughs> Exactly. So wow. I should have left there and then. But anyway, so Adam, the other chappy, is, um, oh my God, he does the grossest thing. Oh my God. Oh my God, he does the grossest thing. So I'm concentrating on Adam here. And meanwhile, 
Troy is doing something else, which I'll tell you about in a second. Adam thinks it's the hottest rush most romantic thing to, okay, you know when you have a pill and you have to take it, but you have no water, okay? So you kind of make it like a pool of saliva in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You're, you're following me, okay? So he thinks it's just so, so erotic. Sorry, that's, that's actually my, uh, that's actually my, my, someone wants to fuck me line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear the little alarm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Whenever that, whenever that goes off, my friend's like, ooh. <laughs> sorry, um, but anyway, um, sorry, yeah, okay, so you make like a little puddle of saliva in your mouth. Yeah. And then, and then he just thought it was so romantic to, to, to exchange it with me <gasps> in my mouth. And I'm just, I'm just failing, failing here, failing. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm like, oh my god, this is the most disgusting thing that has ever. Meanwhile, I'm trying to keep an eye on Troy in the background, and Troy is meanwhile trying to stealth me, which is taking off the condom with me, without me knowing. So, what? I yeah. So I stood up, and I was so angry. I was calm, you know, and um, I, uh, I said very nicely to him, "Stopping this now," and um, I don't ever want to see either of you again. And um, Adam was very upset because he thought it was the most romantic thing that he'd ever done in his life. And Troy was also very upset. He goes, look, I'm really sorry, you know, uh, but I'm clean. I said, I'm not worried about you being clean, Adam. I sleep with a lot of people. I would be more worried about me. You're a fool, you know. I mean, it was just the most ridiculous thing ever. But, yeah, it was, um, that was not a fun day. But, yeah. Wow. That is just wrong on so many levels. Jeez. It felt like I was babysitting twins or something like that. There was something <laughs> wrong. Like, you know, I was trying to recommend one and the other one was annoying me. I was, oh, but yeah, that actually, just him kind of spitting in my mouth is probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever had done to me. Oh. It sounds tame, but it is disgusting. That is, oh, no, no. You're not a bird trying to give your baby bird, like, food or anything like yes. that. Uh, that's just making me uh, gag thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you another horrible story, shall I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is one, this is the most unusual request. Mm-hmm. So, the most unusual request was, this chappie wanted me to buy an aerosol of whipped cream. And um, he um, asked that I have it for, ready for us when um, he came over. Um, because he wanted me to dispense the whipped cream up my ass and then to put the whipped cream into his open mouth afterwards and I said very 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 seriously to him I said I really really appreciate you trusting me with your fantasy I said I think it's really brave of you and I said um unfortunately it's not my bag I'm not into that but thank you really very much for trusting me and I hope you find someone that can do it for you but I just couldn't I couldn't no way Oh, oh my God! Like, like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so confused. So wait, he wanted to put whipped cream. He wanted to put whipped cream up your butt, and he wanted to fuck your butt. And then was he planning on eating the whipped cream? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> did he want you? Did he? I assume that he would probably want you to lick the whipped cream then off his dick then. Oh, probably something along those lines. 
It would have been disastrous for my laundry anyway. And I'm vegan, yes. I don't do dairy, so, you know. Yes, you know, uh-huh. Not my bad. And what if it turned into, like, chocolate whipped cream? That's not a good look. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, gosh. Food, food in bed is not my thing, no. Yeah. Mm. I, I actually, I am, uh, I, you've probably seen that with my reviews and stuff like that. Um, I'm quite restrictive. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very restrictive about um, uh, condoms, for sure. I don't give uncovered blowjobs or anything like that. It's condoms all the way. Um, I don't allow anyone to go down on me. I used to use dental exams, but they're awful. Um, so I'm very restrictive, but I think that's the thing that people like about me is I'm super hygienic, really clean. I always change my sheets between every client. I always offer them showers and like, that's like, that's got to be the number one thing though. It's hygiene. Then I always ask people if they've got any allergies. I had this guy who had diabetes and he came, I think he ran up my stairs and he nearly had a fit in my, in my front hall. And then he went into my bathroom and he had the biggest poop ever. And then he came out and he's like, hi. And I sort of said, hello. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm so and so. And I'm like, you've got to leave now. And he's like, why? I'm like, he started popping pills and stuff. And I'm like, I can't have you have a medical emergency here. And I'm like, oh, it's understandable. It's just my diabetes. And I'm like, leave. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Wow. But it's so much fun. We meet so many lovely people here. But, you know, I really enjoy what I do. But that's because I don't have to do it. And it's not a chore for me. I, I, I have fun. I love sex. I love people. And I believe it's my body. I can do what I want to do. There's my respectful of it myself, you know. And um, I don't see what the stigmatization has to do with anything, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you... Because of COVID-19, you obviously can't do the sex work that you normally can do and you've said that you've also tried a bit of online. But what has that been like for you then having to put a pause on the friendships that you have with some of your clients? Because I can imagine, you know, you have such a connection with them and I assume you also got like a bit of routine, like you see some like on a certain regular basis. What's that been like not being able to connect with those clients anymore due to the coronavirus? That's a brilliant question because um, I've really missed them, and I, I I have um I have text messages on my phone at the moment from from at least three or four of them with a, an I really miss you text message. You know, it's um it's lovely. I, I have a feeling they miss me probably a bit more than I miss them because you know I was their outlet from their stress of marriage, and now they're they're stuck in isolation with their their marriage very intense. Mm. For me, I miss my clients all individually for different reasons, but I, I miss a lot of different people versus missing one one person. I desperately miss them. I miss the sex. I miss I miss the exercise. I miss <laughs> I miss the conversation. I miss the human connection. I do miss them. Hopefully soon, coronavirus will be something of the past, and then you can. Go back out there, have fun, and be able to just, yeah, reconnect with those men again because from the reviews I've seen and from what you've told me, they just adore you. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for being on today's episode. I really do appreciate it, lovely. You're welcome, my darling. I love listening to your your show. It's absolutely brilliant, and it's what we need to hear. And um, I'll stay in touch for sure with Demi. You're a sweetheart. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Nasty Woman Club, The Sex Edition. For more information on The Nasty Woman Club, make sure you head on over to thenastywomanclub.com or our Instagram or Facebook page. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you give it a five-star rating and make sure you also hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I will see you all next week for another episode of The Nasty Woman Club, The Sex Edition.